It's a time of great victory. Your past does not have to dictate your future. We are on the solid rock, Christ Jesus. God's got something better for you. Praise God. Well, 2018. 18. I looked up that, um, that number just as I was praying and said, Lord, what's, what's going to happen this year? Last year, the Lord said, this is going to be a, a year of overcoming. It's going to be a year to overcome. And I thought, well, awesome. You know, we're overcomers. I'm, I'm excited. Victory. Wow. You know, sometimes we, <clears throat> we don't think about that to get victory, you've got to go through a battle. <laughs> and to overcome, there has to be something for you to overcome. So this year really has proven to be a year of overcoming. I was just so amazed, you know, uh, as the Lord puts us direction through the first of the year, kind of what to expect and how to line out things and what we should accomplish uh, in, in our spiritual lives and various things. Uh, boy, uh, he was right on, and um, I guess sometimes, you know, we maybe anticipate something else. But the, the number 18, as I was looking at that, first of all, in the Hebrew, the, the word for life, there's two characters from the Hebrew alphabet that form the word for life, which is chai, and it looks like an apostrophe and an N, but it's, it's their, their characters, and uh, it forms the word chai for life. And the, every one of the, uh, the alphabet, the characters in, in the Hebrew alphabet, they, are, they carry a numeric value, and the numeric value for life is 18. And so I thought, wow, okay, that's cool. Jesus said, the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy, but I've come that you might have chai, life <laughs> life and more abundantly life to the full life to the full i got to think about that wait a minute full and um thought about the number 18 it's composed of 10 and 8 uh those numbers are pretty significant in the bible 10 is the number of completeness or fullness um you know it was used in um at times of uh, you know, well i mean the, the old testament the, or there was 10 commandments and so that showed a, a full ability of the law uh, there was uh, uh various things 10 days of tribulation uh, which shows like a fullness or a completion of of that uh, the testing there but fullness completeness is what it speaks of so we're going to have life a fullness or a completeness of what we need to be accomplishing in this life that he has for us Life to the full, life more abundantly. It carries that thought of abundance. The number eight is the number for new creation or new beginnings, uh, freshness. So that's pretty cool. Uh, I can use some new beginnings. How about you? You know, you, what's interesting is usually when you come out of a trial or a tribulation, you start something new. There's a new beginning to it. After, the, after every night, there's always a, a brand new day. After an old year, there's an, a brand new year. And so it's a time for a refreshing. And so I'm looking for 2018 to be a year of fullness and freshness. How about that? Fullness and freshness, new things coming. I, I believe that I'm looking for increase. I'm looking for increase in, in, in our lives and in your life and in the, this, the, the church as well. So I'm excited about this coming year. I, I'm thankful that what we've learned as we've come through this year has strengthened us. And it's uh, equipped us to be able to handle where we are now as we step into a new level. Life has lived on levels and arrived at in stages. I believe that there was a stage there that we've gone through, we've overcome, and now we're ready to go on to a new level with, with him. So praise God for that. I want you to open your Bibles this morning to uh, the book of Isaiah, chapter 54. As I was praying, I had some other things on mind to, to preach this uh, today. And really early this morning, about 4.30, the Lord just... Man, I was awakened with this scripture just rolling through my mind. I said, okay, 
is that for me or is that for me to preach? You know, I mean, <laughs> and so I just couldn't uh, get it off my spirit. And, and I thought, okay, well, that's all right, Lord. Um, I'm going to just share. So this is raw. This is fresh. This is just kind of the way he gave it to me and jotting some things down. But Isaiah chapter 54, verse 2. I'm reading from the New International Version. It says, enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word today. Holy Spirit, just enlighten our hearts with the word and bring revelation and understanding to each one of us individually and collectively as a church today. Father, just show us uh, what you would have us to do and let us be uh, not just hearers of the word, but doers also, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. I don't know why I'm having a little bit of hoarseness, but that's all right. We used to do some radio or some television stuff, and uh, I would just visualize, you know, just being there talking to people. I just, and when the Lord shows me things, a lot of times I, I kind of see them as, uh, along with it. And so I don't know if I'm weird or what, but that just kind of helps me, helps me remember it. So, but I begin to see these words, enlarge, stretch, lengthen, strengthen, those four things. Enlarge, stretch, lengthen, strengthen. And um, that just kind of rolled through my spirit for a while, and I thought, hmm, that's pretty interesting. So I did just kind of look them up to, I mean, I think I know what each one of them mean, but, you know, a lot of times there's some little tiny things in the definitions that really stand out that the Lord wants to emphasize. And, of course, the word enlarge means to become bigger. Some of us know all about that (laughs) through the holiday seasons. Become bigger. (laughs) Enlarge. uh, Become bigger. But it also means to become greater. (laughs) To become greater or larger. uh, uh, To increase in size to cr- increase in volume or extent, and that just jumped out at me. To increase in the extent, and, and uh, extent is the distance over which something extends, the distance over which it extends, okay? So increase, you know, the extent of, of something here, you know, as he's saying, enlarge the place of your tent, and um, it carries with it expanse or range, and so it's, it's like the, the scope or extent of a person's abilities or capacities is what the Lord began to deal with me about, to enlarge the scope or the extent of your capacity, of your abilities. And I said, okay, all right. Well, to do that, usually, we, you know, some of the things that we've gone through has been to test us and to equip us. And so we've come through trials, and, and hopefully, you know, we have some stronger abilities. But if we don't use those muscles, you know, if you... If you don't use natural muscles, you, you, they atrophy and it just kind of goes back to nothing. Uh, same way in the spiritual realm, if we don't use and exercise those spiritual muscles, there's atrophy comes and, and we don't get any benefit out of the exercise at all. You know, some of us have come through some things that we've exercised and built up some, uh, some spiritual muscles. And so we need to uh, use those. We need to increase now. So there's a, a, the scope or the extent of our abilities or our capacity. We need to, to enlarge that. Not maybe try to draw it back, but to enlarge it. You know, we're creatures of habit. Uh, if we're left to our own self and not pushed, we'll just be as comfortable as possible. I mean, that's why most of our inventions involve something that's comfortable. You know, chairs. That's a good, good invention. Chair is a good invention. I'm sure that's one of the first things, you know, get tired of sitting. Hey, give me something to rest on now. When we used to, uh, travel a lot on the Harley, you don't have any backrest, except, you know, I lean back on Miss Sandy. But uh, so a lot of times if you stop someplace, it's really nice. That's a frustrating thing. I'm going to have to write Bucky's because I like to stop at Bucky's when we're in Texas, but they have no place to sit. 
And, you know, I mean, you don't think about it unless you're on a motorcycle. It's like, man, if I could just sit down and lean backwards, you know, it'd be great. To, that'd be so much more comfortable. Somebody invented that because they were tired about being able to lean back and be comfortable. You know, we invite, invent microwaves to speed up, our, you know, our cooking process and all kinds of stuff. Our inventions really help us and so that we can be a little more comfortable, right? Wouldn't you agree? So if we're left to our own, we'll just do whatever we can do to be more comfortable. But did you know that comfortable is not always good? And good is not always comfortable. <laughs> you know, I mean, it might be comfortable to sit on the couch, but you do that for a month in a row and you start to get up and go get something and you're like, ooh, boy, I'm wore out, you know, because you have an exercise. You, you know, we were just comfortable. You know, believers, be careful because we get comfortable as, as believers. We don't exercise. We just want to be comfortable. Don't, don't, don't shake anything. You know, don't, don't push anything. Just be comfortable. I heard a preacher one time really... I, I respect the man. I just totally shocked. He was talking about uh, spiritual warfare, and he said something about um, about you know the devil. And he says, well, "I don't even I don't even mention his name. You know, I don't want to get him stirred up." And I thought, "Wait a minute. I mean, is that how we're going to live here? You know, we just try to like. I mean, you're going to bump him to him sometime. You know, <laughs> you better let him know who's boss, who's in who's who's in charge and at large here. You know, I mean, who's who's the one? And so um, so sometimes we just want to be left alone and be comfortable." And that's not always good. So when I hear this, enlarge the place of your tent, I'm thinking about, come on, expand ourselves, increase our capacity. Uh, capacity is, is um, you know, our, uh, uh, our abilities within there. Capacity is uh, something that, uh, how we're able, you know, what, what has been given to us to be able to act within that realm or whatever. We have, we have a certain capacity that we, we can uh, live in or whatever or, or have authority in. And um, so we need that to be increased. And if that is increased, it's increasing our responsibilities just a little bit. Well, some of those things, again, we hear that, oh, increase my responsibility. Oh, that sounds like work. Again, don't we kind of default back to, you know, I don't want to do anything? You know, here I am. You know, I've noticed at the uh, Cinemark over here in Baber, we went to the movies, I don't know, four or five weeks ago. And, uh, man, they have those soft chairs, you know, you push a little button and it comes out and your feet raise. I mean, this is in all of there. I thought it was, like, did we get some expensive tickets or something? Well, no, I w- no, it was, they're in every one of the theaters. Can you imagine? Why? Because that's what we like. We want to just, I mean, I like it. <laughs> I like it. It's nice. It's lay back and get comfortable, you know. And uh, so we have to be careful about that because in our spiritual lives, we don't want to increase anything. I'm just now getting used to this, okay? I, I'm just getting here. I, I'm just now getting comfortable. And he's saying to us, enlarge uh, the place of your tent. Really? We just got it set up. Are you kidding me? But so enlarge our responsibilities. Can we say that? Enlarge our responsibilities. Enlarge my responsibilities, Lord. Wow. And you might say, well, Lord, can you tell me what they might be first before I agree to this? No. It's kind of like with Abraham. Hey, Abraham, come on out. I'm, we're gonna, you're gonna, I'm moving you, boy. I'm moving you. Where are we going? I'll tell you when we get there, okay? You still want to come? Yes, I'm following you. Are we there yet? You know, uh, a lot of times we, we have to trust God and, and walk in faith. So, uh, but the results of, of increasing our responsibility is in our spiritual life, we start to take a, a cycle. You know, when... In Life Christian Center, we say that as people come, they're being encouraged in heart. That's the kind of the first phase as you come to Life Christian Center. Usually there's something that's happened in your life. You're going through something. Something's going on, and you need encouragement. 
And so as you come, you're encouraged. You're encouraged by the, the, uh, the, the people that are here and, and their love. And you're encouraged by the, the Lord and his greeting and, and who he is and maybe the, the preaching and various things and the fellowship that goes on. There's encouraged in heart. But there comes a time when you're, you're supposed to step out of that cycle because then that's going to kind of fall off and it's time for you to catch the next level. Uh, the next level is united in love. So he, he said that, you know, people should come and be encouraged in heart, united in love. Once you've kind of been encouraged, all right, now it's time to link in, link together with somebody, you know, and, and start to walk along with somebody, alongside of somebody, get involved. And as you get involved, as you're united in love, you're increasing your capacity. You're enlarging your tent, so to speak. It's, you're enlarging that. And now there's more capacity to, to walk into and, and things to do and responsibilities. And when that happens, the third phase is experiencing the full riches of complete understanding. There's a reward for that. It, it's, there's a, uh, it comes back. There's a, a blessing. There's something that the Lord releases to us that's a satisfaction in a way and that satisfaction is because we're doing some things that we're, we were designed to do and when we do what we're designed to do it really brings pleasure to us and we don't think so much about that it's work you know uh, somebody said to me uh, well pastor you know you work on Sundays right I says no I don't work on Sundays well, you don't I mean you're preaching I, says, I don't think that that's not work Sunday's not work if, if I wasn't pastor and I'd be going to church I'd be teaching a class or something. I'd be doing something just like we were before we, I became a pastor. Sunday's not work, man. It's the rest of the week that's work, you know. Taking care of sheep, finding them, you know. And very, but uh, that's, that's, when you're doing what you're called to do, it's not work. It's enjoyment. It's a pleasure. There's something there. And so he's saying now then, all right, I've brought you out. And as I'm bringing you out, I want you to enlarge the place of your tent. Don't get settled in too much yet because that's not the permanent thing there. You know, a tent's not permanent, by the way. I saw last night they were interviewing some people down in, that had been displaced from their homes from Hurricane Harvey, and they're living in tents. You know, and they said, well, you know, how's this cold weather affecting you? Said, well, it's cold. <laughs> but this isn't my permanent dwelling. This, we're supposed to just be temporary, but we're still here. You know, I mean, uh, a tent's nice if you're gonna, it's going to be for the weekend. But, you know, hey, if it gets to be a year or two long, it's like, I'm tired of the tent. You know what I'm saying? How many of you know you've slept in a tent before? All right. I'll never forget when Sandy and I, we were in India, and we trekked up the Himalaya Mountains on, by horseback because the shepherds were coming through. We went, I said, hey, I'm a shepherd. I, I need to learn how, how these real shepherds do this, you know? Boy, you know what I found out, first of all, on the horseback trek, go, going up is the easy thing. I thought going down, it's all, you know how they say it's all downhill from here? Whoo! I don't know if any of you saw that old movie, Snowy River, Man from Snowy River, when that horse went over that mountain, and, and the guy's legs were parallel, and the horse's rear was hitting him in the back. That's how we were going back down the Himalayas. I'm like, oh, my God, let me off. I'll walk down, okay? But as we were going up that thing, you know, uh, we slept in a, I kept looking around like, I wonder where all the equipment is that we're supposed to have going up here. Two little guys with us, and they didn't have, they had one backpacker, though, oh, boy. Sure enough, we got up there. It was a little pup tent. It was really like a one-man tent. That was it. And as soon as we hit that spot, we were right there at the ice cap, and it began to sleet and then hail or hail and sleet for, I don't know, and then snow, and it snowed. And, boy, I woke up that next morning sleeping on that ground after being on a horse going up for eight hours, going up that mountain. And I want to tell you something. Man, that ground didn't feel so good. And I think Sandy has a picture of me trying to crawl out that tent, you know. 
And, uh, you know, that's, I'm like, okay, that's temporary. That was for one night. I don't want to be up there any longer than that. Tens, uh, is temporary. Sometimes we get to a place with God and we think, okay, I've arrived. Oh, no, yeah, you're just camping out here for tonight. You know, it, it, you're going to need to enlarge the place of your tent because this isn't it, you know. And, and that's what's good about God. I mean, about the time we think we've got it down, he opens another door and we go, whoa, what's this? I thought I had it. I thought I knew what was up. You never, you know, outgrow that part of being, walking into a newness of God when he opens another door and, it, and there's increase there. So enlarge the capacity, uh, our capacity. First of all, enlarge the capacity within your heart. Uh, you know, it, it means the capacity is available space. How much available space is in your heart for God? Enlarge, your, enlarge the place of your tent. Enlarge your capacity enlarge that uh that the the available space within your heart uh it's capacity is a specific role that you know well he's functioning in this capacity in that particular specific role god has a specific role for each one of us and he's saying i want you to enlarge that capacity i'm taking you i want you to get a little bit more initiative there and um you know let's step up so enlarge our capacity our available space first of all for god make more room for god He's a great big God. And well, my heart's full of God. Yeah, well, <laughs> watch out. <laughs> Just open up a little bit more. He'll fill it up. The Bible says that Jesus is and was the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Wow. The fullness of the Godhead? Really? Really? Wow. You know when Jesus, um, you know that story about deviled ham? When Jesus cast out those demons into the pigs, you know, and they ran over the hill, and that's deviled ham. Anyway, so I think the reason he did that was he wanted to show his disciples, he wanted to show his disciples the capacity within a person's spirit because he cast those demons out of a, a of, out of a man, out of this person, and they it said they said uh, we are legion, you know, there's just you know thousands of these de- de- demonic spirits within a person, within the capacity of their spirit, and I think he wanted them to see kind of a visual shot. That's that's just a small portion. That's not even, you know, all the capacity that you have within your spirit because God wants to dwell in you. And he's made your spirit so that he can dwell in you and his fullness can come into you and get greater and greater and greater. You know, we have no idea how large of a capacity our spirit is. And so sometimes we get just a little bit of God and we think, oh, that was so good. And he's like, oh, that was nothing. That was a drop. I got a Hurricane Harvey coming. Open up the capacity for that. Amen. So enlarge the capacity of God and give him a larger place in your heart this year. If you want to experience life, life to the full, you better enlarge the place. You better that avail, make more available space for God instead of available space for this and that and this and that. And we, you know, we're coming to the first of the year, and so a lot of times we have these, um, what do they call those things you're supposed to make at the first of the year? Oh, yeah, is that a real thing? <laughs> resolutions. You know, we make all these resolutions, and we're making these changes, and what a better time to uh, experience new beginnings and fullness than to in, just say, okay, God, I'm giving you more available space in my spirit right now. I'm making more room for you. And so do that. Make more room for him. Start your day off saying, hello, God, or hello, Lord. A lot of people, instead of saying, hello, Lord, they say, or, or good morning, Lord, they say, good Lord, is morning, you know. And so don't do that. Make room for God to start out your day with him. And, uh, and he walks with me, and he talks with me, and he tells me I'm his own. You know that old, old song? 
they were singing that in Sunday school one time, and a little boy came home, and his and mom said, well, what'd y'all, what'd y'all learn in Sunday school? I said, well, we learned about Andy. Andy, yeah, Andy walks with me, Andy talks with me, Andy tells I'll have to get rid of all these. See, I'm trying to dump all these old jokes at the end of this year so I can get some new ones for them. <laughs> Enlarge the capacity, people. <laughs> Come on. Uh, but give God a, a larger place. And, you know, it, Paul tells us in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18, he says, Be filled with the Spirit. Wow. Be filled with the Spirit. What capacity of your spirit are you allowing the Lord, you know, the Holy Spirit to fill you? Is it just a little cup, you know, or, or what? You know, if you, we had to bring a vessel and say, you know, bring something to church that, to, 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 that we can fill up for you. What would you bring? Would you bring like a cup or would you bring a gallon jug or, you know, I know some of you be dragging up a trailer out there with a, you know, thousand gallon tank on it or something what capacity are you desiring from the lord then enlarge the place of your tent give more available space to the lord and and to the holy spirit be filled with the spirit it means pilots had governed completely controlled let him fill you to the full and make more space in your heart for other people around you for others you know to love more people and you know increase the the circle of your friends you know so enlarge your tent your dwelling place uh don't just isolate yourself don't pull back and try to isolate yourself get in your little corner someplace no man come on expand yourself enlarge your capacity there enlarge the place of your tent enlarge your abiding place that's what he said and in john fifteen seven, uh it, jesus said if you abide in me and my words abide in you what you shall have whatever you ask you have whatever you ask so you know make more room enlarge the place of your heart for the word of god to abide in you listen to it from the amplified version it says if you live in me abide uh, vitally uh, united to me is what that means uh, abiding vitally united to me and my words remain in you and continue to live in your hearts ask whatever you will and it shall be given to you wow if you remain in me, if, or if, if you abide in me and my word remains in you, abides or remains, then ask what you will. When trials come, remain in me. You know, when, when the storms blow, remain in me. Uh, when temptation or, or trials come, are you remaining in him? Darkness seems to creep in on you remain in him if you abide in me if you abide in me and my words abide in you ask whatever you will and it'll be given you want life life to the full you want to see 2018 produce some some fullness and some freshness abide in him let his word abide in you so enlarge the place of your tent your abiding place and make more room available space for god and his word and for other people as he brings them in so that his fullness can flow through you to them and into their lives God wants to bring it to you so he can get it through you. But if you just, you know, plug it up, he's not going to bring it to you because he can't get it through you. So you better learn how to be a vessel of God and enlarge the capacity, uh, your available space in your life for him first and for his word and for the Holy Spirit to work in you and for other people that he'd bring into your life. So enlarge and then stretch. All right, stretch. Yeah, stretch it out, everybody. Stretch it out. Ready? What are you usually doing when you're stretching? Getting ready to do uh, some exercise? 
Not me. <laughs> I'm just stretching. No, but stretch. Uh, stretch the tent curtains wide. Stretch your tent curtains wide. What's he saying to us there? The curtains, I would see as boundaries that are there. And those boundaries can be self-imposed limitations if we don't watch out, right? Curtains, like the limit, the edge. So, okay, well, this is my boundary. Oh, I'm right here because that's my space. That's my space. I've, I've designed it off. I've curtained it off. And I can only go to here because there's a curtain there. My tent curtain goes there. But he says, hey, what? Stretch your tent curtains. You know, I think the word stretch there is, is a good word because we've got to stretch it. Because as we're stretching out to go further from our boundaries, it takes a stretch to go there. Because we've had limitations there. And maybe we've come up against walls and, and we bounced back because we felt limited there. Or our enemy tried to bring some limitations. I know I've told this story before but they did an experiment with um, the red belly paku we used to have one of those fish it's a fish it's a freshwater fish you might ever had one fire is it a fire belly fire belly paku they're really cool fish we got it, it was about that big he agreed to be this big i heard something one time he flopped out of the the tank it was on the wa- on the floor flopping around and man you know he got huge but they did this experiment and they love goldfish or this particular one did. So they'd drop a goldfish in, and man, he would just get it and suck it down, and go, no more goldfish, you know. Maybe that's where the fire, the red or the orange on his belly comes from. I don't know. So they did that. That was his favorite food, man. They'd just drop a goldfish in there. If he saw boy, he was after it. So what they did, they put this barrier between the aquarium, clear glass barrier. They put it in there. And so here he's on one side, and they dropped a goldfish down on the other side of the barrier turns around slams into that glass barrier hits the like whoa what's up so he swims off over here and acts like he's not looking he sees that goldfish wham hits that glass again bounces back he does that a few times and he says okay no more goldfish for me (laughs) yeah and pretty soon they could take the barrier out put goldfish in there goldfish could swim all around he wouldn't even bother him why because he had already developed and he had accepted his limitations. And when those limitations were gone, he still recognized them. Now they were self-imposed. He wouldn't do that. He wouldn't even go after his favorite food because he thought he was limited. I want to tell you something. The devil's been limiting you. He's put some limitations there. And some things that you haven't done or you haven't been able to do, don't let that limit you as you step into this new year, this fullness of life. You better stretch those tent curtains wide because what you thought you couldn't do, you can now do. You can do the impossible in impossible times. Amen? It means to to stretch means to cause to reach or extend farther. Reach farther. Stretch and get it. Stretch and get it. Extend farther. People, I challenge you this year. Don't just try to draw back and chill out. So, Pastor, it's been a tough year. Yeah, well, that then okay. So we're strengthened. So now stretch further. Stretch further. Uh, it means force beyond normal limits. Force beyond normal limits. You ever go in, anybody ever had therapy? When I had some shoulder therapy, you know, they'd work it. They'd take your hand back here, you know, and they measure how far it is. And pretty soon they're like, and I see this hand coming over. <laughs> Oh, this uh, <laughs> my shoulder. They were, what are they doing? They're stretching it each time to try to get more, uh, increase the range of motion so it could go beyond, you know, just a certain limitation. They're stretching, reaching farther than before. People, we need to stretch, stretch ourselves. What have you, what have you stopped reaching for in God or in life? 
You know, maybe God gave you a, a desire and a vision and a dream, and there was a time you went after it, and it's like, bam, you hit up against that glass wall, and you bounce back, and you tried a few times, and you just said, you know, that's impossible. Can't do it. Can't do it. I think the older we get, we uh, have to be careful about that because experience tells us, hey, I've tried to do that, and that didn't work, so don't try it. Well, wait a minute. Okay, so in the natural, that's fine. But we're not working here in the natural realm. We're in the spiritual realm. And what we can't do, God can do. And he can make the impossible possible in the impossible times. So I'm telling you, get ready to stretch. Somebody ought to, I don't know who I'm preaching to today, but man, you need to get ready to stretch beyond your self-imposed limitations or the limitations that the devil's brought and told you that you can't have this and you can't this, you never will, whatever. You just need to get up and slap the fat off his face and say, I will do this through Almighty God. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, God's not looking at where we are, but where he wants to take us. And when God wants to take us someplace, you better stretch out for that because it's further than we ever thought we could go. God's always out there making us reach and stretch beyond our own capacity, our own limitations, because it's not in us, it's in Him. In Him we live and move and have our being. It's always a stretch. The Apostle Paul said, I press, I strain, I'm stretching toward the mark for the prize of the high calling. Oh, you want to reach the prize of the high calling? You better get ready to stretch because it's, it's beyond these just little borders here. It's beyond our tent curtains that we've lived in this past year. It's beyond that. So stretch those boundaries, those tent curtains wide. Somebody ought to give the Lord praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Time to stretch ourselves toward other people. Maybe the ones we don't like. Yeah, that's a stretch. You know, let God love them through you. Amen. Stretch our vision. Stretch our resources. Stretch our attitudes. Stretch our traditions. Go beyond the limitations and, and meet God there. That's where God lives. That's where God dwells, beyond our limitations. Because when we always come to the end of ourselves, that's when we find God. That's what I've discovered. When I come to my boundary, when I come to my limits, when I've gone as far as I can go, God's over there, and i got to stretch to get him. By faith, I stretch out to get him, and he meets me at that time and releases a miracle in my life. Oh, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about today, but you better get ready to stretch. You want to see miracles working in your life? Get ready to stretch. Start stretching now on some things. Do what you can do and stretch yourself beyond those things because God's got something for you to stretch to that you better already be warmed up. Amen. Hallelujah. Lengthen. So enlarge, stretch, lengthen. Hmm, lengthen your cords. Lengthen your cords, wow. You know, a cord is the thing that it ties it down. It's the, the bond that, that ties that tent to the ground, anchors it in. You know, I mean, uh, wind comes blowing, you, you want those ropes anchored into the ground. They want them to be solid, anchored there to hold that tent, right? And... And so you want those, cord, those cords or, or what reach out there to an anchor and hold that tent solid. It makes it, uh, you know, in case the storms and stuff come. And he's saying lengthen your cords. Lengthen your cords. Hmm. Lengthen the bond that I have. What are our bonds? What are, as a believer, I need to lengthen 
my fellowship that I have with one another. You know what I've found when we've gone through some storms this past year? You know what anchored me? You know what held me? You, this church, friends, loved ones, the love of Jesus working through his people. We've preached it for years. God cares for people through people. I've seen it on a small scale, but I saw it on a large scale just this past year. Yeah. Lengthen those cords, though. What Those bonds that you have, extend them some. Get ready. Come on, you got to extend your fellowship to more. Sometimes even in fellowship, but we start to kind of draw back and we kind of get our little circle of friends, right? All right, and so we're, hey, high five, low five, okay. And we're, but, but that's not it. Yeah, we've got bonds there, and we have friendships there, and we, if friendships are great, and it seems like it's hard to develop relationships and friendships, right? I mean, there's, there's, you've got to work at it. You've got to work at when you meet somebody new. You don't know them, you don't know what, and you don't know what they think about you, and it kind of takes a little bit of work, and sometimes we're a little bit uneasy, but hey, Extend those things, enlarge or lengthen the cords, lengthen the bonds that are there to, to reach out to more people. Hallelujah. So that's really what it is. It's that reaching. And so lengthen the bonds or lengthen the cords. I think, first of all, on that is the inreach. I think we need to lengthen that and look a little deeper in. We need to reach deeper inside and see where are we? How are my tent stakes? How are my stakes, my anchors that are in here? Because when the winds blow, if I've lengthened those things, I'm stretching my boundaries. Now I've got to lengthen those cords so it's not restricting me from doing my, my boundaries. But they're going to hold me now in this new realm that I'm in, this new capacity that I'm in. And so I better look, have an in-reach. And I need to look within and see, where is that anchor? Oh, I know his anchor holds. Uh, his anchor holds. It's that hope. Hope is an anchor. My expectation that, that God is with me. And he never leaves me. He never forsakes me. I know that I know that I know that that's him. No doubt. You better make sure that that bond, that, that you are anchored, that that cord that you have on your dwelling place and all that you say that you are and, and all that you say that he is, you better make sure that that's lengthened out enough to go down in and to the very rock bottom bedrock of your spirit and your soul that anchors into God Christ, and, and Christ Jesus to hold you in the difficult times because you'll be tested to that point. Wow. And then there's outreach. There's inreach. There's outreach. I need to lengthen that. How, how's your outreach doing? You know, are you looking for, you know, we do this thing, each one reach one. How'd, you, how'd that work out for you? Each one, you know, he hasn't withdrawn that assignment, by the way. We're still under that, that order. When I worked for the railroad as a control tower operator, they would, the um, dispatchers would send orders down, and you'd have to copy these orders and then give them to each one of the trains that came by that said, you know, when from mile marker so-and-so to mile marker so-and-so, you are functioning under this order or you're running under this order, so you've got to, don't matter what the signs say, you do this because this is your orders that you're running under. And so you issue those things. God has issued us a mandate as each one reach one. He hasn't withdrawn that. We're still running on those orders. So, you know, that's bonds. That's, that's, that's reaching out. That's those cords being out there so uh you know enlarge we, we enlarge those cords and and lengthen those cords on out further on a little bit of outreach get outside of your comfort zone again get outside of your comfort zone there and reach out to somebody maybe just start with one person just reach out there a little bit and you'll feel that those those 
tent curtain cords are, are being lengthened just a little bit further. You're reaching out just a little bit further than what you did before. Wow. And you know what? It's a fun feeling. It really is. It's cool. There was a time in my life when I did a little inventory on these, right along these same lines, and the Lord was dealing with me about to uh, lengthen your cords. And I'm like, okay, God, well, how much further can I lengthen these things, you know? And he's like, I did a little inventory, looked around, I thought, you know, I don't know anybody that's not saved. And so that's what brought us about to buy a Harley. And we really lengthened the cords. <laughs> I mean, we really lengthened them. I mean, you know, you, you meet some interesting characters on those things, you know. And uh, so lengthen them. And you got there to, to be able to let your light shine in, this, in the darkness. So lengthen those cords. So you got in-reach and you got outreach and there's some upreach. <laughs> you better make sure that you are anchored in to the solid rock to him into the throne room we come boldly into the throne of grace to obtain mercy and to find grace to help us in our time and we need to lengthen those so that we we know that we can expand that and and i, I want to be be larger in god I, I want him involved in my life more and if that's going to happen i got to lengthen these cords or they'll break and start to pull against something and it'll, it'll break and, and so i've got to you know i got to go along with all of this you know i'm I, i'm uh, enlarging the place of my tent and I'm <laughs> expanding and I'm stretching the tent curtain so I better lengthen those cords or something's going to break but now nah, I, I, we don't want it to break so lengthen lengthen our cords lengthen our time with God how much time are you spending with him do a little evaluation lengthen your time with him in prayer boy when when the difficult times come it shouldn't be some reaction like okay well we're gonna, what what Hmm, how do, I do, how do I do this? Okay, Lord, uh, is there a certain, I got to call somebody to get a scripture. For, I don't need, you, you already know how to come before him. When Sandy was pregnant with our third child, Jessica, she had, uh, Sandy had been diagnosed with a complete placenta previa, and they wanted to keep her in the hospital. She said, no, nah, I got things to do. <laughs> she was teaching children's church and stuff like that, and so they were telling, they told us the, the risks involved in that, and that if that ruptured, that, you know, um, you, you know, you could bleed up to a, a pint. I think it was a pint of blood a minute. Is that right, Rachel? Something like that? A pint of blood a minute. And if you lose about six pints, you're in a heap of trouble, the way I understand it. And so that's, what, six minutes? So January the 16th in 1981, I was asleep in my bed. And I hear Sandy say, I think my water just broke. So I got up and turned the light on, and it wasn't water. It was blood. And you know, I, I prayed. So what I do, do I go in? I say, okay, honey, you hang out here just for a second. I go in, Lord Jesus, I beseech you in the name of our, uh, 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 every name, and, and I really need help down here now. I just don't know what to do. And, and start in on whatever. No, I, you know, we've been, already been praying. When you prayed up, you know, it doesn't mean that you have to go through. Prayer is not just intercession for somebody else, or it's not petitioning. There's, you know, there's all kinds of prayers. And a prayer that you need in a situation like that is it's got to be with you. I mean, it's got to be like an ongoing thing. I mean, okay, Jesus, <laughs> I'm praying, but it's like you're working. And I went to the phone. I dialed the doctor. And uh, then I called the hospital. said, well, here we come. Went out and jumped in our old station wagon that wouldn't start on a good day, let alone when it was about three degrees, snow and ice on the highways in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Shouldn't be out traveling at about two or three o'clock in the morning. Started right up. I'm praying. See, I'm praying. I mean, it, prayer is an, is an attitude, not just an activity. It's not like, if, you know, okay, I'm in prayer. Well, that's fine. You can have that posture, but there's other postures too. 
you know, watch and pray. <laughs> I mean, I'm praying as I'm doing whatever I'm doing. It's just all engulfed in, in prayer. I don't know how to explain it. You just got to be there. It's like when you're praying, it's just like that you're part of him. When you've linked in those cords and you're connected to him, your praying is like he's right there with you. And as you're, you're getting counsel from him and you're talking as you're going and doing it, you're, you're moving. And so we jumped in that car. We got our, the youth uh, pastors that were at the church there in Tulsa. They came with us and, and we're all in the car. And I'm thinking, six minutes. <laughs> and so we go and I'm praying. And I said, every uh, uh, minute there's a lot of traffic lights on the way to where that hospital was and then we just said in jesus name lord give us a straight shot you parted the red sea just part these and here we went as we we're coming i could see it red and all of a sudden it go blink it's green here we go right on to the hospital pulled into the parking lot i said ed go get it go get a wheelchair so he and i'm getting sandy out of the car right and here he comes he got the wheelchair there and so i turn around to get her and put her in the wheelchair and there goes the wheelchair. They're, they got hills in, in Tulsa. It's not like down here where everything's flat. Wheelchair's rolling down the hill. Go get the wheelchair. <laughs> Gets the wheelchair. So I, I'm pushing, saying, oh, go push the, the button on the elevator so we don't have to wait on the elevator. Go push it. So he's running. He's running in there. He's push, here I come with Sandy. I'm going, what are you doing there? I pushed that button. Oh, not that elevator. The one down here. <laughs> we roll up to the elevator down there. Phew, doors open. Here we go. We, go in. we beat the doctor to the hospital. Everything worked out fine. You know, it's just something that when you pray, when you're connected, it's not like it's an activity, it's just an attitude. And I want you to, to know that you need to lengthen your cords into the throne room of God so that when those difficult times come, you're already connected. See, it, don't, it won't shake you. You know, it just works. I don't know how to explain it to you, but it just works. You know, something that was also interesting during that time is, uh, you know, faith is a fruit of the Spirit that develops fruit develops is produced and so as the word of god comes it produces faith and the trials in our life help to make that grow to fruition and so we have faith because we've heard the word of god we've worked on the word of god or it's worked in us but then it's also faith as a gift a gift of the spirit now a gift is nothing you do gift depends upon the goodness of the giver so gifts of the spirit are totally upon the holy spirit and you may you know, operate under a certain gift at some time, but maybe some other time there's a need for another gift. And if you're open, he'll release it to you. On that particular time, God released to me the gift of faith. Now, I had faith, and we were displaying faith in just the trip to the hospital. But there was the gift of faith that something happens that you know, that you know, that you know. I mean, nobody can tell you any different. You know all of a sudden, what God's going to do. And they were, those uh, hospital personnel, they were running around. I mean, you know, when you see, when their masks aren't up and they're really nervous, they put those masks up to try to cover that up, but you can still tell if there's trauma in their eyes. They were pretty nervous. And so what they were basically thinking was, well, we might be able to save the baby, but we might lose the mom. Or we might save the mother, but we'll lose the child. And he'd already told us to be ready for that. We might lose the child. And so all of a sudden, as I get there, and I'm thinking about that, like the devil's coming back and he tells you, well, so which one are you going to give up? The baby or the wife? Just like that. And all of a sudden I said, I just like, here we go, those cords being lengthened. And all of a sudden the Holy Spirit just released faith, faith to me. And I said, we ain't giving up nothing. Yeah. Nothing. And I stood at that window 
And they didn't really want you standing there, you know, because I was going to go in. I was already dressed up, had on the scrubs and everything else. But I think I got the wrong scrubs. I think I got nurse's scrubs. <laughs> but anyway, so I was ready to go in. And they were like, no, you can't. And I saw them rush Jessica off. She was real uh, purple. I mean, very, you know, I, I don't know. She was just, they were real concerned. I could tell they were real concerned and didn't know about saying So I thought, okay, it's fine. If you come in here and you tell me that one of them are dead or both of them are dead, I'll politely ask you to leave the room because I know. I know that God's going to raise them up. No doubt in my heart. Well, of course, you know that they both lived. But, you know, people, I'm telling you that we don't ever know what we're going to go through. We don't know what lies ahead of us. We need to, uh, to just lengthen those cords into the, the throne room of God and just be prayed up, be stayed up. You know, let him work in you so that when things happen, you're ready. You're ready. Wow. You know, uh, emergency uh, workers, uh, first responders, they, they work and they prepare on things. And sometimes they go years without ever, ever having to use any of those skills, but they're prepared for it. One time, one time. See, if they have to work a certain skill on me, I don't care if they, they practice it all their life. I don't care if they've never actually used it. I want them to know how to do it. How many of you have, uh, you're trained in CPR? You have a little card and all that classification. We used to be on adults and children. Uh, but uh, so have you ever had to use it on someone on, out on the street or out, you know, on... In, in your everyday life situation? No, okay. But you know what? If something happened to me like it did in 2013, I'm trusting that you're, you're caught up on that. You know how to do that stuff, okay? You know, uh, all right? And so you might not ever have to use it, but if you do have to use it, you're ready. The same thing with it, you know, before the Lord. I mean, we're ready. We're ready. Ready. So lengthen those cords and, and get anchored in, get solid into the Word of God and to uh, His throne room and who He is. Hallelujah. So there's inreach and there's uh, outreach and there's upreach. And whatever He calls you to do, just lengthen those cords and just go out there as you're stretching, as you're moving, go into those things. And the last thing He said is, uh, in this is strengthen. Strengthen your stakes. And I kind of talked about that a little bit on lengthening the cords because as you lengthen the cords, a lot of times you kind of disturb the stakes if you've ever gone camping you know if you mess around with that you'll have to pull that little stake a little bit but you got to drive that stake in man that's uh what i see on these stakes i see them as biblical principles strengthen the biblical you can't uh make new ones and you know you can't stretch them out i mean they're they're what they are you know biblical principles are what they are so you just strengthen them in your life you know, make sure that they're anchored into your soul, that those stakes, those biblical principles, they are. I know who God is. See, I know that he's a good God. And so when something's happening and the devil's trying to say, well, see what God's doing? I'm telling him, no, you're a liar. I know who God is. I know who my God is. Like Paul said, I know in whom I have believed. I'm persuaded that he's able to keep me against that day. I know him. Job. The greatest verse in all of his book, he, he says, I know my Redeemer lives. See, whatever you're going through, when you know when those, those stakes are strengthened, you say, you know what? I'm strengthened in him. He's the solid rock. Man, I'm anchored to him. Ain't no way. I ain't budging. I ain't moving. I'm anchored in him. I'm sheltered in the hands, the almighty hands of God. Hallelujah. Those, those stakes help to support us and, and helps to support a load is what, really what, that, what's, what it's all about. So when the load comes and the burden comes, you know, hey, we're strengthening him. Those, those principles of God, my stakes that go down into bedrock, man, they're going to hold. They're going to hold. Hallelujah. Those, and so, you know, you spread them out there, and what I've seen 
my, the stakes that I see in my life that I check on all the time, make sure my stakes are in, is, is four in particular, prayer, faith, hope, and praise. And if I got those things in, man, here we go, prayer. That's a, you know, it's a stake, it's, a, it's an anchor that locks in there, and faith, it's holding you know, and I check on those things. I want to make sure my prayer life is, is right with God and I'm in tune with him, just like the example that I just gave you when in that pregnancy that Sandy had. And, and faith, you know, it's in him. It's unmovable, unshakable. Hope, <laughs> it's an anchor for my soul, my mind, my will, my emotions. When things that I'm seeing, you know, are, are trying to shake me and what I see is maybe what this world is, but I've got to be anchored into uh, by my expectation is in him. As David said, my soul wait thou only upon God for my expectation comes from him. I want to make sure that that's where my hope is, in him, not in this world, not in somebody else. And when that's anchored there it's going to hold me and then praise ah that's just the language of faith praise is just out there just telling how good god is in the midst of when the devil's throwing everything he can at you remember how they sent the praisers out first jehoshaphat did get them boys out there get them singing the lord is good and his mercy endures forever and he's going to take you down (laughs) i can i can just imagine a quartet out there you know they're out there trumpets blowing they're out there singing and then the guy you know like the bass singers they come up with that little extra riff on there you know and we're gonna knock you out (laughs) you know know? praising god you know letting you know how good god is and when you do that it's like when i begin to praise him and sing about how good god is it's like something happens and all of a sudden, my faith level has risen, and my, my, my prayer seems to be strengthened. It's no longer kind of like, well, God, if. I mean, it's like God. And then this, my hope and my expectation seems to grow stronger, too, and that just makes me praise him even more. It's like it just keeps going on, and it's like boom, 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 and I'm anchored. Blow on, wind, blow on. Give me everything you've got, devil, because I'm not going out of here. I'm not going down. Ah, oh, no, uh-uh. no, I, I, I've, I've uh, uh, you know, I'm trusting in God. I, I'm locked into him. I'm anchored into him. Hallelujah. So enlarge, enlarge the place of your tent. Enlarge the place of your dwelling. Make room for God. Make room for what he's got for you. Make room for his uh, purpose in your life. And stretch those tent curtains, stretch your boundaries. Get out of your comfort zone. And get ready to just stretch on after. Believe God for something. If it's, if it's a need for healing in your life, just believe God. If it's for finances, believe God for it. Stretch yourself. You say, well, I don't know. That's pretty wild. Oh, yeah, that's where God lives in the wild, man. He lives out there, out beyond the borders, out beyond the boundaries. That's where God is. That's where you'll find him. Stretch out there and find him. Stretch out there and get a hold of him and believe God for a miracle 